Act Two of The Changeling by Thomas Middleton and William Rowley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two, Scene One. Enter Beatrice and Jasperino severally. Oh, sir, I'm ready now for that fair service which makes the name of friend sit glorious on you. Good angels, and this conduct be your guide. Gives a paper. Fitness of time and place is there set down, sir. The joy I shall return rewards my service. Exit. How wise is Alcimero in his friend! It is a sign he makes his choice with judgment. Then I appear in nothing more approved than making choice of him. For tis a principle, he that can choose that bosom well, who of his thoughts partakes, proves most discreet in every choice he makes. Methinks I love now with the eyes of judgment, and see the way to merit, clearly see it. A true deserver like a diamond sparkles. In darkness you may see him, that's an absence, which is the greatest darkness that falls on love. Yet is he best discerned, then, with intellectual eyesight. What's paraquo my father spends his breath for? And his blessing is only mine as I regard his name, else it goes from me and turns head against me, transformed into a curse. Some speedy way must be remembered. He's so forward, too, so urgent that way scarce allows me breath to speak to my new comforts. Enter de Flores. Aside. Yonder's she. Whatever ails me, now or late especially, I can as well be hanged as refrain seeing her. Some twenty times a day, nay, not so little, do I force errands, frame ways and excuses to come into her sight, and I've small reason for it, and less encouragement, for she baits me still every time worse than other does profess herself the cruelest enemy to my face in town, at no hand can abide the sight of me, as if danger or ill luck hung in my looks. I must confess my face is bad enough, but I know far worse has better fortune, and not endured alone, but doted on, and yet such pick-haired faces, chins like witches, ear in their five hairs, whispering in a corner as if they grew in fear of one another, wrinkles like troughs where swine deformity swills the tears of perjury that lie there, like wash fallen from the slimy and dishonest eye, yet such a one plucks sweets without restraint, and has the grace of beauty to his sweet. Though my hard fate has thrust me out to servitude, I tumbled into the world of gentlemen, she turns her blessed eye upon me now, while I'll endure all storms before I part with it. Aside. Again! This ominous, ill-faced fellow more disturbs me than all my other passions. Aside. Now it begins again. I'll stand this storm of hail, though the stones pelt me. Thy business? What's thy business? Aside. Soft and fair, I cannot part so soon now. Aside. The villain's fixed. To de Flores. Thou, standing toad-pool. Aside. The shower falls amain now. Who sent thee? What's thy errand? Leave my sight. My lord your father charged me to deliver a message to you. What, another since? Do it and be hanged, then. Let me be rid of thee. 
True service merits mercy. What's thy message? Let beauty settle by impatience, you shall hear all. A dallying, trifling torment. Signor Alonso di Piracquo, lady, sole brother to Tommaso di Piracquo. Slave, when wilt make an end? Aside. Too soon I shall. What all this while of him? The said Alonso, with the foresaid Tommaso, Yet again? Is new alighted. Vengeance strike the news. Thou thing most loathed, what cause was there in this to bring thee to my sight? My lord your father charged me to seek you out. Is there no other to send his errand by? It seems tis my luck to be the way still. Get thee from me. Aside. So, why am I not an ass to devise ways thus to be railed at? I must see her still. I shall have a mad qualm within this hour again, I know it, and like a common garden bull I do but take breath to be lugged again. What this may bode, I know not. I'll despair the less, because there's daily precedence of bad faces beloved beyond all reason. These foul chops may come into favour one day amongst his fellows, wrangling, as proved, the mistress of good pastime. As children cry themselves asleep, I have seen women have chid themselves abed to men. Exit de Flores. I never see this fellow, but I think of some harm towards me. Dangers in my mind still. I scarce leave trembling of an hour after. The next good mood I find my father in, I'll get him quite discarded. Oh, I was lost in this small disturbance, and forgot affliction's fiercer torrent that now comes to bear down all my comforts. Enter Vermandero, Alonzo, Tommaso. You are both welcome, but an especial one belongs to you, sir, to whose most noble name our love presents the addition of a son, our son Alonzo. The treasury of honour cannot bring forth a title I should more rejoice in, sir. You have improved it well. Daughter, prepare. The day will steal upon thee suddenly. Aside. Howe'er I will be sure to keep the night if it should come so near me. Beatrice and Vermandero talk apart. Alonzo. Brother. In truth, I see small welcome in her eye. Fie, you are too severe censurer of love in all points. There's no bringing on you. If lovers should mark everything a fault, affection would be like an ill-set book, whose faults might prove as big as half the volume. That's all I do entreat. It is but reasonable. I'll see what my son says to it. Son Alonzo, here's a motion made but to reprieve a maidenhead three days longer. The request is not far out of reason for indeed the former time is pinching though my joys be set back so much time as i could wish they had been forward yet since she desires it the time is set as pleasing as before i find no gladness wanting may i ever meet it in that point still you are nobly welcome sirs exeunt vermandero and beatrice so did you mark the dullness of her parting now what dullness 
thou art so exceptious still why let it go then i am but a fool to mark your harm so heedfully where's the oversight calm your faith's cousined in her strongly cousined unsettle your affection with all speed wisdom can bring it to your peace is ruined else think what a torment tis to marry one whose heart is leaped into another's bosom if ever pleasures ye receive from thee it comes not in thy name or of thy gift she lies but with another in thine arms he the half-father unto all thy children in the conception if ye get him not she helps to get him for him and how dangerous and shameful her restraint may go in time to it is not to be thought on without sufferings you speak as if she loved some other then do you apprehend so slowly nay and that be your fear only i am safe enough preserve your friendship and your counsel brother for times of more distress i should depart an enemy a dangerous deadly one to any but thyself that should but think she knew the meaning of inconstancy much less the use and practice <sighs> yet we are friends pray let no more be urged i can endure much till i meet an injury to her then i am not myself <sighs> farewell sweet brother how much we are bound to heaven to depart lovingly exit why here is love's tame madness thus a man quickly steals into his vexation exit scene two enter diaphanta and alcimero the place is my charge you have kept your hour and the reward of a just meeting bless you i hear my lady coming complete gentleman i dare not be too busy with my praises there are dangerous things to deal with exit this goes well these women are the ladies cabinets things of most precious trust are locked into em enter beatrice i have within mine eye all my desires requests that holy prayers ascend heaven for and brings em down to furnish our defects come not more sweet to our necessities than thou unto my wishes we are so like in our expressions lady that unless i borrow the same words i shall never find their equals kisses her how happy were this meeting this embrace if it were free from envy this poor kiss it has an enemy a hateful one that wishes poison to it how well were i now if there were none such name known as paraquo nor no such tie as the command of parents i should be but too much blessed one good service would strike off both your fears and i'll go near it too since you are so distressed remove the cause the command ceases so there's two fears blown out with one in the same blast pray let me find you sir what might that service be so strangely happy the honourablest peace bout man valour i'll send a challenge to piraquo instantly how 
Call you that extinguishing of fear, when tis the only way to keep it flaming? Are not you ventured in the action that's all my joys and comforts? Pray no more, sir. Say you prevailed. Your dangers, and not mine, then. The law would claim you from me, or obscurity be made the grave to bury you alive. I'm glad these thoughts come forth. Oh, keep not one of this condition, sir. Here was a course found to bring sorrow on her way to death. The tears would ne'er have dried till dust had choked them. Blood-guiltiness becomes a fouler visage. Aside. And now I think on one. I was to blame. I amarred so good a market with my scorn, t'had been done questionless. The ugliest creature creation framed for some use, yet to see I could not mark so much where it should be. Lady— Aside. Why, men of art make much of poison. Keep one to expel another. Where was my art? Lady, you hear not me. I do, especially, sir. The present times are not so sure of our side as those hereafter may be. We must use them then as thrifty folks their wealth, sparingly now till the time opens. You teach wisdom, lady. Within there, Diaphanta. Enter Diaphanta. Do you call, madam? Perfect your service, and conduct this gentleman the private way you brought him. I shall, madam. My love's as firm as love e'er built upon. Exeunt Diaphanta and Alcimero. Enter De Flores. Aside. I have watched this meeting, and do wonder much what shall become of Tover. I'm sure both cannot be served unless she transgress. Happily, then I'll put in for one. For if a woman fly from one point from him she makes a husband, she spreads and mounts then like arithmetic. One, ten, a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand, proves in time suitor to an army royal. Now do I look to be most richly railed at. Yet I must see her. Aside. Why, put case, I loathed him as much as youth and beauty hates a sepulchre. Must I need show it? Cannot I keep that secret and serve my turn upon him? See, he's here. To him. De Flores? Aside. Ha! I shall run mad with joy. She called me fairly by my name De Flores, and neither rogue nor rascal. What are you done to your face, Elate? You have met with some good physician. You have pruned yourself, methinks. You are not wont to look so amorously. Aside. Not I. Tis the same physnomy to a hair and a pimple which she called scurvy scarce an hour ago. How is this? Come hither. Nearer, man. Aside. I'm up to the chin in heaven. Turn. Let me see. Ah, oh, for tis but the heat of the liver I perceived. I thought it had been worse. Aside. Her fingers touch me. She smells all amber. I'll make a water for you shall cleanse this within a fortnight. With your own hands, lady? Yes, mine own, sir. In a work of cure I'll trust no other. Aside. Tis half an act of pleasure to hear her talk thus to me. When we are used to a hard face, tis not so unpleasing. It mends still in opinion. Hourly mends. I see it by experience. Aside. I was blessed to light upon this minute. I'll make use on't. Hardness becomes the visage of a man well. 
It argues service, resolution, manhood, if cause were of employment. T'would be soon seen, if e'er your ladyship had cause to use it. I would but wish the honour of a service so happy as that mounts to. We shall try you. Oh, my de Flores. Aside. How's that? She calls me hers already. My de Flores. To Beatrice. You were about to sigh out somewhat, madam? No. Was I? I forgot. Oh. There it is again. The very fellow want. You are too quick, sir. There's no excuse for it now. I heard it twice, madam. That sigh would fain have utterance. Take pity, aunt, and lend it a free word. Lass, how it labours for liberty. I hear the murmur yet beat at your bosom. Would creation. I well said, that's it. Had formed me, man. Nay, that's not it. Oh, tis the soul of freedom. I should not then be forced to marry one I hate beyond all depths. I should have power then to oppose my loathings, nay remove them for ever from my sight. Oh, blessed occasion! Without change to your sex, you have your wishes. Claim so much man in me. In thee, De Flores, there's small cause for that. Put it not from me. It's a service that I kneel for to you. Kneels. You are too violent to mean faithfully. There's horror in my service, blood and danger. Can those be things to sue for? If you knew how sweet it were to me to be employed in any act of yours, you would say then I've failed and used not reverence enough when I received the charge on't. Aside. This is much, methinks. Belike his wants are greedy, and to such gold tastes like angels' food. To de Flores. Rise. I'll have the work first. Aside. Possible his need is strong upon him. Gives him money. There's to encourage thee. As thou art forward and thy service dangerous, thy reward shall be precious. That I have thought on. I've assured myself of that beforehand, and I know it will be precious. The fault ravishes. Then take him to thy fury. I thirst for him. Alonso de Peracuo. His ends upon him, he shall be seen no more. Rises. How lovely now dost thou appear to me. Never was man dearlier rewarded. I do think of that. Be wondrous careful in the execution. Why? Are not both our lives upon the cast? Then I throw all my fears upon thy service. They shall ne'er rise to hurt you. When the deed's done, I'll furnish thee with all things for thy flight. Thou mayst live bravely in another country. Ay, ay, we'll talk of that hereafter. Aside. I shall rid myself of two inveterate loathings at one time. Paraquo and his dog-face. Exit. Oh, my blood! Methinks I feel her in mine arms already, her wanton fingers combing out this beard, and being pleased praising this bad face. Hunger and pleasure, They'll commend sometimes slovenly dishes, and feed artly on em, nay, which is stranger, refuse daintier for em. Some women are odd feeders. <gasps> I'm too loud. Here comes the man goes supperless to bed, yet shall not rise to-morrow to his dinner. Enter Alonzo. De Flores. My kind honourable lord. I am glad I have met with thee. Sir. Thou canst show me the full strength of the castle? That I can, sir. I much desire it. 
and if the ways and straits of some of the passages be not too tedious for you, I will assure you, worth your time and sight, my lord. Push, that shall be no hindrance. I'm your servant, then. Tis now near dinner-time. Against your lordship's rising, I'll have the keys about me. Thanks, kind Flores. Aside. He's safely thrust upon me, beyond hopes. Exeunt. End of Act Two